Every day I learn more I know have COVID. It started up last week in our ministry headquarters, founded in Hollywood pre-World War II in the Great Depression. But now, almost every day this week, someone new tests positive. Every day, it seems I hear from a listener who is recovering. Around our ministry, there are the instances of family and friends who have died. As many as possible in our ministry are working from home, sometimes in quarantine, to keep ministry going. Our anchor devotional guide editor, recovering, even as her own mother is dying in Indiana. ICU beds in hospitals are in short supply, 19 states running out. Medical experts condemning the increasing number of parties held to try and catch the Omicron variant. As we pray for the peak to crest and begin to fall, Christians have a high and holy calling. May we not allow the world to know us by our politics, but by our faith. Welcome to Haven Today here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a series called All the Bible in 90 Days. Over the last two weeks, we've spent our time focusing on just the Bible. And we've done that even as we began a new year together. It's a great time of the year to refocus our lives by reading through all of God's Word. But so many start a year-long reading plan only to get bogged down in a couple of months. But that's why we started this year with a different kind of challenge, to join me in reading through the entire Bible in less than 90 days. Now, I know that sounds terribly quick, because it really is a fast pace. But when we do a Bible reading plan like this, we don't just get a better understanding of the big picture. We also run into texts and books of the Bible that we don't usually hear a lot about. Books like Lamentations or Habakkuk in the Old Testament. And little-known books like the book of Jude in the New Testament. I've always loved this book because it packs so much into so little. It's only a chapter long, but you could write hundreds and even thousands of pages trying to unpack everything that Jude tells us. So stay with me. In a few minutes, we're going to spend some time looking at Jude, and we'll see how this little book is full of hope for all of us who trust in Christ. Now, before we hear our first song, I want to pray for you. I know the middle of January is a dark and dreary time for many. The holidays are over. The credit card bills are showing up. It's cold and dark for many this winter. Or perhaps the events of the day, from inflation to COVID, are bringing you down. Well, we would like to pray for you. This is something we've been doing since 1934 here at Haven Ministries, and it's been a true blessing to see it continue, even here in 2022. So if you need some encouragement, if you need someone to pray for you, Why don't you call us after the program and give us your prayer request at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can go to haventoday.org and click on resources and send a prayer request that way. That's haventoday.org. And now I'd like you to get out of your chair and join me as we open this program with the Booth Brothers. Some will say it's foolish. Some that it's absurd, but 
still we choose to build our lives upon God's holy word. We know it's always perfect. We trust it in all things. It's holy and it's right. So whatever this life It's a song by the Booth Brothers called Stand. Opening this haven today, I'm Charles Morris, and the program is called All the Bible in 90 Days. You come to the little book of Jude on day 87 as you read through the Bible in less than three months. Now, I realize that might sound a bit intense. I thought the same thing when I first heard about it, but it really is doable, and you even enjoy it. I asked Bill Campbell, who runs the Bible in 90 Days program, to explain why this method is so effective. You know, Charles, we hear regularly the story that, you know, I've tried reading the Bible through in a year or more, 
and I get stalled out because life happens. There are challenges and changes mm -hmm. in life. And when it's in just three months, I have a goal. I have a deadline. I can do this. And we find about 90% of people that attempt this, if they follow the basic guidelines, they succeed. Mm. And with delight. We just have a, had a group yesterday finish reading through Bible in 90 Days, and people came up and just talked with joy about how God touched mm. their lives. And what seemed so impossible was very attainable. But to read it cover to cover gives us a full picture. And to read it cover to cover in just three months gives us what we call the airplane view, where you can kind of see where you took off. And also, as you're landing, you see the whole thing. You know, to be able to see the whole grand view can be life-changing and very inspiring. Bill Campbell from Scripture Awakening, sharing how the Bible in 90 days can be a real blessing for everyone who takes part. And you can take part starting today. We have a free weekly email that'll give you insights and encouragement into what you're reading each week. Plus, we have a bookmark that you can download with the reading plan on it. Sign up today by visiting haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or you can ask for the reading plan bookmark when you call us at 800 654 2836. 865 Haven. Or if you'd like to have a Bible, like the one I'm using, that clearly shows you where to stop and where to start each day, we have a special slimline 90-day Bible with a little extra larger print to make it easier for you to take with you and to make it through it. So, for your gift to support Haven Today, we'll send you this Bible right away. Once again, our number is 800-65-HAVEN, and our website is haventoday.org. Now, let's take a few minutes and dive into Jude. Now, I think more people today know more about a song the Beatles wrote called Hey Jude than they do about this precious little book inspired by the Holy Spirit. Let me share with you how this letter begins in verse 1. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James, to those who have been called, who are loved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. It's very possible that Jude was the brother of Jesus. He called himself the brother of James. The author of the book of James tells us he is the brother of Jesus. So Jude might have been Jesus' brother, which makes it all the more amazing that he introduces himself as the servant of Jesus. Jesus, as you know, was the firstborn in his family, but he had younger brothers and sisters. I'm sure his younger brothers experienced what all siblings experience when they see an older sibling begin to make a name for themselves, envy. In fact, the Gospels tell us that his brothers tried to stop him from ministry at different times, but eventually Jude and his brother James came to believe in Jesus as the Messiah, the Savior. Jude gave his life to his brother. He was his servant. And then he turns to us, those who are called. But what are we called for? Called to do exactly what Jude did, become servants of Jesus. To be called is to be loved by the Father. Jesus called his disciples to follow after him. And he called his brothers to put their faith in him. And he calls us to do the very same thing. Have you answered his call? As you think about your life, are you more like old Jude or new Jude? 
Do you look at Jesus and feel anger or distrust? Or have you given your life over to him? For many of us, that's a hard question because we've suffered in this life. But we need to remember that Jesus suffered more than we will ever suffer. He knows what it's like, and yet he loves us still. And his resurrection promises us new life. We are called and loved by God the Father and kept for Jesus. I like that word, kept. That means protected. Jesus won't let us fall away. We're in his hands, and he won't let us go. But did you notice the little word for that I read a moment ago? It's true we are kept by Jesus. It is his word and his power that sustains us by the Holy Spirit. But Jude tells us we are kept for Jesus. We are his inheritance. He's waiting for us. He's protecting us. He's overseeing our spiritual life and bringing us deeper into his love. He's keeping us safe until the end when he will bring us into the new world. It's wonderful news. And this is just Jude's opening line. He goes further. Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. Jude could have written this letter last week. We need help contending for the faith. So many Christians today are eager to divide, eager to push other Christians out. It saddens me when I think about it and hear about it. Instead of uniting around our common faith in Christ and the salvation we have in him, we're all too eager sometimes to focus on those who disagree with us. Why? Because we stopped contending for the faith and started contending for our own ideas of what it means to be faithful or godly. We let politics, economics, and even inconvenience get in the way. We find ourselves contending for our own political views and treating those views like gospel truth. This message from Jude we need to hear today and practice. We must contend for the faith, faith in Jesus, the faith that was delivered like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried and raised that he appeared to many before ascending into heaven where he awaits his own return to establish his kingdom forever. This is the faith we need to contend for. Christ and Christ crucified. This is the highest importance for us. Christians are called and we're kept for Jesus. And this is what we must contend for. Jude goes on to identify divisive people who have crept into the church. And yes, that is important. But the center of his accusations were not that these divisive teachers failed to live up to his own list of pre-approved doctrines. It was their abuse and distortion of the gospel of grace. That's what we need to contend for. The gospel says it doesn't matter how sinful you are. The Lord loves you and he can save you. No matter how far you think you've strayed, the Lord is here and his arms are open. The gospel that says the Lord loved you so much he was willing to suffer and die to make sure your place at the family table is secure. 
It's when we have our eyes fixed on this gospel that Jude's words in verses 20 and 21 can truly comfort us. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Now that's the word of Jesus to you. He calls you a dear friend, and he calls you to rely on the Spirit to be built up in your faith, to keep yourself in God's love. And the beautiful thing is that the Lord has already promised to keep you. He's already called you and given you his Spirit. And that takes us to the end of this little letter of Jude, and one of the most beautiful conclusions of a letter I've ever heard. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. And I'll say it aloud, amen. It is the Lord who keeps us from stumbling. His grace sustains us day by day all our lives, and he's keeping us, protecting us, until that great day when he returns to wipe every tear from our eyes, when death and sin are no more. That is our hope. And that was the hope of Jude. It's the hope of everyone who places their faith in Christ. The Lord will keep you from stumbling. Only he is able to do it. And he will faithfully lead you home. Would you join me in prayer right now? Lord, we're living in a place we call home, or at least most of us are, that are together today. But I would ask that you give us confidence and joy and more faith as we read together your holy word. Show us where home truly is as we await your return. Lord Jesus, speak to us even now. Lead us to faith. Lead us to keeping faith. And we pray this now. In the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. To him who is able to keep you from falling, to present you before his glorious presence. To him who is able to keep you from falling, to present you before his glorious presence. Without fault and with great joy. Without fault.
The doxology of the little letter of Jude set to music from Billy Sprague's album, What a Way to Go, here on Haven Today and All the Bible in 90 Days. You might be thinking, why? Why not the Bible in 120 days or the Bible in 30 days? Well, there's a simple answer to that, and it comes from the founder of the reading plan, Ted Cooper. But rather than me explain it to you, I want you to hear Ted share how the idea struck him and how the Lord used it to change his life forever. I was agnostic. My wife was agnostic. and uh, But we had three children at that point that were getting to the age where they were impressionable. And we decided that rather than have them grow up in a non-Christian household or in a household in which we were blatantly disavowing God and Jesus Christ, we thought, well, gosh, you know, let's let them go to church, be in Sunday school, and make up their own minds. So Mm -hmm. we decided to bundle them up, throw them in the car one Sunday, take them to a (laughs) church that uh, we knew had a very good youth program and that I, in fact, had attended to as as a child, and walked through the door with them. So we made that mistake. Across the threshold, and we joined a class called Discovery 101 that was led by a wonderful pastor by the name of uh, Carl Hamilton. Carl Hamilton would ask a question or pose a question that I just couldn't answer, that my worldview couldn't answer, and it made me mad. Mm. And he mm. suggested that the Christian worldview really did have the answer. This made me mad. It took me out of my comfort zone. So the noodling that I did arrived at at a plan, and the plan was, I want to get back in my comfort zone. The way that I can do that is to actually read the book that's supposed to tell me all about the Christian faith, Yes. and so I need to figure out a way to do it, and frankly, and do it as quickly as possible so that I can go back to my disbelief and my comfortable life. I was reading along. I was trying to be very open-minded about it. I didn't want to go in with a defeatist attitude. I didn't expect to have my mind changed by it, but I didn't want to read it in such a way that I would clearly not have my mind changed by it. So Mm -hmm. with a fairly open mind, I started reading it. I kept reading it. I read 12 pages a day, and darn it, halfway through, I didn't realize that I was actually believing when I was reading. It changed my life so dramatically and yet so subtly at the same time. I had to accept that I wasn't in charge. He is in charge. And if I'm going to have a life that has has meaning, I better figure out what the Creator's plan for me is and get with that program. That's the creator of the Bible in 90 Days reading plan, Ted Cooper. He was a software engineer, an agnostic in Houston, Texas. And I would like to encourage you to take this challenge with me. Are you worried about your future? Feeling a bit depressed? A lot of people are every January. Perhaps you feel a bit distant from the Lord. Then join me. Take this challenge with me. See what the Lord will do in your life as you read his word. Or maybe everything is just seemingly all right for you, but you just want a better understanding of God's Word. Well, then take the next three months with me. Get a 30,000-foot view of God's great story of redemption that's all about Jesus. And no matter what you're going through this month, I know reading the Bible over the next 90 days will have eternal value for you. And to help you make it through, we've created a free weekly email 
that includes the reading plan you can download right away so you can start today. Plus, you'll get weekly emails that have insights into what you'll be reading that week. And it's free to sign up. You can do that by visiting us right now at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or you can ask for the reading plan bookmark when you call us at 800 654 2836. 800 65 Haven. We also have the special 90 Days Bible, which shows you where to start and where to end each day. With a little larger print in a slimmer book, it's easy to slip this Bible into a backpack or a large purse. You can read it anywhere. And for your support of Haven Today, I'd like to send you this special Bible right away. It's the same Bible I'm using for 90 days. Our number, once again, is 800-65-HAVEN. And our website, once again, is haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Won't you come back again next time? When again, together, we'll find our way to the great story that's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. What happens when you mix oil and water? Everyone knows you can't do it. They don't mix. But human emotions are different. They do mix. You can feel opposite things all at once. Fear mixed with courage, sadness with hope. Take King David, a biblical hero, but his family life was a train wreck. Horrible decisions, lifelong consequences, and yet he loved God. Even when feeling the bitterness of the consequences of his sin, he could write words like this, You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. No matter how you're feeling today, if you belong to Jesus, you can rejoice for those very same reasons. Anchor Devotional is available in print monthly. Visit GetAnchor.com.